Good morning, Bitcoin. Welcome to Periscope and Facebook and Periscope again and YouTube events. My name is Thomas Hunt. Today is Wednesday, April 29th, 2020. I'm joined by Adam Meister. How's it going, Adam? Say hello. Your video stopped and you've disappeared just in time for us to start the show. Well, that's Great. just about perfect. Hi. Huh? Hello. You don't see me? I'm here. Uh, you, you started up now. I'm not sure. We might have a delay, um, but they're okay, working. Okay. Uh, all right. I, I can. They said my internet was unstable there. I think it's back. Is it back now? It seems back now. It might have been slightly unstable, but uh, I think you got to start this thing off. Uh, what should the people do with the like button, Adam? Pound that freaking like button, people. Pound that. <laughs> All right. Very good. And uh, we're here today. Uh, a friend of mine, Thomas in London, shout out to Thomas. Uh, he sent me this really cool video uh, that Adam put out a couple days ago. I'm going to uh, embarrass him here and make him blush. And I'm going to play this really nice shout out uh, that Adam gave to the World Crypto Network. So let's check this out uh, from Adam's new channel. I want to give a shout out to the World Crypto Network. I was thinking about them today. Uh, and I, I often uh, check them out, of course. Thomas is the, the founder. And you think about the alumni, uh, the people who have come from the World Crypto Network, the people associated with the World Crypto Network. Uh, you know, many of you don't remember the World Crypto Network back in 2016. Um, and I had been making videos since 2013. And uh, not, not, I mean, one in 2013 and a couple in 2014, and then more in 2015. But by 2016, Thomas was doing the, uh, the, 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 the Bitcoin group, which was a, a weekly Friday show uh, where he'd have three guests on the show. And I, I copied it uh, at the beginning of 2017. I made up something called uh, This Week in Bitcoin. And because I loved the world crypto, I loved what he was doing over there. I thought it was a great idea. And I thought I could get different guests on. I would, my, my thing would be I'd bring on different guests every week. He, he would have a lot of the same guests, but he'd have great guests though. Like Tone Bays was a regular on the show. But guys like Tone Bays, Gabriel Devine, Blake, um, I've, I've been on there, obviously I'm associated with that. Uh, Vortex, a, a lot of people came out of that school of, that school of Bitcoin, the World Crypto Network uh, gang. And you know, a, a lot of different political opinions from there. I mean, obviously I don't agree with Thomas on a lot of things and I don't agree with some of the other guys that have come out of there. Some people are, more worried about the virus than others, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when it boils down to Bitcoin, the guys that came out of that, um, that era of World Crypto Network 2016, 2017, and it's hard for people even to know who those people are now. I mean, some of the people come on my show now. Uh, some of them, I don't know if any of them even come on Thomas's show anymore. Or on occasion, you know, when Thomas was at Tone's event, everybody came on the show and everything. But some people went different ways, et cetera, et cetera. But these are the OGs. These are the, and I'm, I'm proud to be associated with those dudes. Um, and you know, you can follow anyone you want to. And I don't, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to generalize about anyone. But uh, those are good guys. I mean, they're my friends. There, there are a lot of people that came out of that uh, that group. And I, I know I'm, I'm forgetting people and people who weren't even on the show that were associated with people who were on the show. It's, it's the OG group and. You know, you just see all these people out there today, um, whether they have uh, they have podcasts, they have, and good for them, people having podcasts and, and alt corners having their own shows, but it, it's kind of forgotten uh, who was who was there at the beginning. And thank you very much, Thomas. Uh, you, you did you put together something 
that was very special and uh, it cannot be uh, replicated and it will not be replicated. And well, that's part of life, you know, it, life is always evolving, life is always changing. You know, I, there were a lot of cool things uh, back in uh, 20, 2007, but there would never be another 2007 and all the parties and drinking and everything. Uh, so that was, that was a bygone era and I, th I, just, I just thought of it. And, and, but some of the dudes from that bygone era are still around on Twitter. All of them are still around on Twitter and other shows. And just, you know, think about those dudes, uh, pay attention to those dudes. I think they, they, they're very hardcore Bitcoin people. They have very, very strong hands and some of them take it to an extreme. I mean, in the way they, uh, they hate upon altcoins and call everything a scam, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that's, that's part of the whole aura of uh, 2016, 2017. So, okay, there's a little, uh, little flashback for you there. Let, let's, let's, let's move on. Pound that like button. All right. Pound that like button. But yeah, thanks so much, Adam. It was really nice of you to say that. And uh, I know I, it is kind of a strange thing where, you know, we were really big back in the day, but then obviously lots of other people are big now and they work really hard and they do other daily shows and they're into other things. And, and that's fine too. And it's just really nice to hear uh, something nice about the World Crypto Network and the work that we did. So. Well, I mean, you're the base lady. That was the base layer. And so let's, I mean, let's talk about those days. Okay, so here's the point. We're getting, we're getting back to the, hopefully there's gonna be no more interruptions. And I want to say, so I really, I love that clip you showed of me just from a few days ago. And I really meant all that stuff. You are, this was the base layer of, of Bitcoin on YouTube, what you, what you started. And that Friday show was the anchor of the, of the base layer. And you debuted legends. I mean, it, you brought Tone Vase to everyone's attention. Now I had actually seen Tone Vase on another, um, he was on uh the Shemitah guy's uh, video. I'm not going to say Shemitah guy's name. He's uh, he's the guy in Mexico. He does drugs. He promotes the Shemitah. He drinks a lot, uh, promoted Bcash when he got, you know, and EOS, that dude. But before we knew that dude was totally whack, you, uh, Tone had been on his show, but then you somehow got Tone on and you just had a magical combination. Gabriel Divine, Blake, Tone, all those guys. And I don't know where you found I mean, how'd you meet Blake anyway? Uh, Blake, uh, he actually, we met Blake at the uh, Bitcoin in the Beltway conference in Washington, D.C. Uh, Megan Lords and uh, uh, Jason King had put that on, uh, Bitcoin Not Bombs and some other people. And uh, what was so funny about Blake uh, is that, you know, you know how Blake is. He's so animated and he's so excited. And he's so, you know, if he gets a topic that he wants to talk about, he gets really excited. Um, he had stopped himself from kind of going public about Bitcoin. He was very concerned about the, uh, the IRS uh, judgment or whatever that Bitcoin, uh, that he waited for that. And then there was a point where the IRS said, okay, you know, Bitcoin is this, we're going to tax it like this, it's going to be this. Because before that, people didn't even know if Bitcoin was just going to be illegal. If they were just going to say, oh, if you ever traded in Bitcoin, if you ever had some Bitcoin, it's illegal now. And so he was afraid about being on videos. But no, we met him there. and. Uh, he was friends with Christoph Atlas, or he'd met him already. And uh, he kind of convinced us to put him on the Bitcoin group there. Uh, seemed like a smart guy. He was vouched for by Christoph, so another smart guy. And uh, yeah, we just kind of drafted him there and then started bringing him on more shows. And uh, always like with all these things, I always try to get people to make their own show. And uh, sometimes that works for me. Sometimes that doesn't work for me. Because uh, once they figure out they can make their own show, then they make their own channel and they're on their own. Um, but 
no, I had a great time with Blake and uh, got to hang out with him at a couple of Las Vegas conferences uh, later on. And I even visited him in uh, Minnesota one time. Uh, so it was really neat. And I miss Blake. Uh, a lot of these people, uh, you know, on the internet, you say something wrong, you say something wrong, people have things, and then you text messages, you can't read any emotion, and then pretty soon people won't call you anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. I miss old Blake, um, but yeah, I like Blake. Uh, yeah, he's he's very busy very busy with his family and stuff. Um, yeah. Very, very busy, and he's a, he's a great dad. Uh, he is very careful, too, and so it doesn't, that story doesn't surprise me because he is a security uh, dude, and he waited until it was safe, so that, that's that's yeah. not but that's that's some good insider information right that's there. Well, you, you have to think of him as another one of these people, and, and people are always telling me they're like, "Oh yeah, I watched the home the show at home, and I talk back to the screen, and I get mad, and then that's why I wanted to be on the show so I could talk back and have people hear me." And uh, Blake's another one that I imagine in the early days watching the Bitcoin group with like Andreas and Adam Levine and all the other people in the old days, and I imagine him talking to the screen and getting mad. And then eventually he gets his chance and we put him on there and, and he does great. So now you had another guy. I just thought of him. I, what was his name? He was Chris, the British dude. What, what was sure. his name? Chris Ellis. Yeah. Chris Ellis. Chris Ellis. He was so legendary and he, she said she's a really smart guy, but he could get kind of angry sometimes. I <laughs> frustrated. And then he was, his, his health was, he had health issues and, and, and despite his health issues, he would still kind of eat Twinkies and stuff. It was like, I, was like, I wanted to yell at him, I remember. I, well, <laughs> we, only, we only ate Twinkies because he was in Washington, D.C. and he was British and he'd been to America a couple of times, but nobody had given him the Twinkie. And uh, also we went to a Walmart and there's a great video on YouTube somewhere of us at Walmart. And um, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It just goes on forever. And Chris had never seen a store that was so big. Uh, that just is never ending. Um, but yeah, Chris was uh, quite a philosopher. He'd always kind of have these large philosophical things. And uh, what was great about Chris is that Chris could kind of go one-on-one -on -one with Andreas. Uh, there's a lot of uh, really early videos where we did have Andreas Antonopoulos on the network. And uh, there's a Mt. Gox one, there's some other ones. And uh, there's, I think, one of the ones where he talked about uh, one of the first Senate hearings about Bitcoin, we did kind of a live reaction show with Andreas and Chris, and they were just going back and forth with like the heaviest philosophical topic hitting back and forth with each other. And I'm just kind of laying out, trying to like look for my spots, trying not to mess it up. And uh, that's what's great about when you can get people that are smarter than you on, people that know a lot about their topics, people that are good at speaking and ready to speak is that, you know, I, I do a little questionnaire through here. I, I throw in a joke or I try to keep the topic going. But generally, you just got to let those smart people go and let them talk. So, yeah, it was great to have Chris on the network. And uh, Chris is another one. You know, we've had ups and downs. I saw him at the Bitcoin Lightning Conference in Berlin. And uh, for me, you know, anything that's years ago, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what we're mad about, what I said, what I did. I'm sure I did horrible things. I'm, I'm often... Um, you know, callous and cruel and it, it happens and, you know, you can be misinterpreted too. But yeah, Chris, I was like, Hey, let's go on some shows. People, especially with his health thing. I was like, people really, they just want to know you're okay, man, that you're living a life and that things aren't that bad. And you had the ringing in your ears. And for me, I always imagine what it's like to be other people. And if I had ringing in the ears, I'd go fucking crazy. You know, I mean, if I, if I, if I had a broken leg or something, I, I'd go crazy. I just, I think about what it's like to be other people. And so, yeah, I tried to get Chris back on the shows and he's like, no, Tom, we had a falling out. We can't do that anymore. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But uh, 
Yeah, no, I'd, I'd love for these people to come back. And especially with Chris and even Blake too. I mean, I feel like we kind of trained them up on how to like talk on TV and how to be good on shows and how to do shows and how to do Twitter and whatever. And um, Chris, at least at that time was telling me that I'm not on the internet anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? This is the greatest communications platform ever. Like, I mean, yeah, I get hit a couple of times. People don't like me. I'm a left winger or whatever, but I keep coming back. I love communicating. I like the internet. I want to be with you, you know, Star Trekky people. Um, you can think differently. I don't care. But um, yeah, no, I, so I miss Chris and I like Chris too. But yeah, we've had, it's another thing. I, I wish it could go on forever. And I, I know the Tone and Jimmy thing. I tried to keep them on for a long time and I tried to keep it together. And I knew what it was. And I knew also that those guys were very much heading in their own direction from the beginning of this. They were not heading in a group direction. But um, you can't keep everything together forever. We had that one special time period. We tried to make it go as long as we could. And, and especially with the thing like the World Crypto Network, all these people are volunteers. Uh, we never had any money. Uh, we never made any money. And, you know, sadly, we were never able to give any of these people any money. So eventually everyone has to kind of move on to a, a job that pays or figure out like, like Tone did with his conferences and his speeches. Um, he did really well making the money. I think Jimmy did good with his programming seminars for a little while there. Um, so people have got to find a way uh, to, you know, pay the pay the bills right and this is a fun project and it's a good side project but uh it's never paid anyone's bills uh not even really mine so you've got to give hand those two guys credit because they came from the bitcoin base layer here all you ever wanted to be about was bitcoin and maybe they need to make some money or whatever but they kept it real with bitcoin they never they never so what i wanted to get back to is back when you started this there were no altcoin channels okay there were there were no no one asked you, what's your portfolio? What's your crypto port? There was no such thing as a crypto portfolio, okay? So right now you've got all these videos out there that are all about your crypto portfolio. That didn't even exist then. Also, also back then, there weren't podcasts. Like now all, everybody does these podcasts. Um, there was, a, Trace had a podcast. Trace had his podcast back in the day, but really, Right now, everybody and his mother's got an got a audio podcast, which is great. But again, people, I don't think people can even understand like how different it was. Like when Ethereum came out, um, Tone was talking about it and it was like a freak, it was like a freak thing. I mean, he said it wasn't going to go above a dollar and it, that's probably a classic episode somewhere. Well, that's um, that's one that I, I don't want to find. I know that we did a live episode when Ethereum was launching and, um, I had that little voice in the back of my head, you know, you should put a Bitcoin in this. What if it becomes a big deal? And I'm like, shut up, little voice. You know, we're, we're maximalists or whatever. And uh, so we're talking about stuff. I remember, you know, it was a really plush website. It was like marketing driven and it had a countdown timer as to when they were going to lower the reward. And it just seemed very scammy. Like it just, the, from the face, it just looked scammy. And uh, yeah, we were wrong on that one. I mean, it made a ton of money. Whether it, whether it ends in the, in the dump, I don't know, because it still doesn't scale. And that's what we were looking at, is we were looking at from a Bitcoin perspective, um, comparing Ethereum brand new at the time to Bitcoin. Uh, it's not going to scale, and that it's going to have a relative unnumber, un, unknown number of units. It's just going to go on forever. And the Bitcoiners are so excited with this 21 million, this deflationary money, uh, that when we saw this inflationary money that runs smart contracts being printed just for no reason it was an ico they printed it so they could have a big company and then all these other things uh yeah we didn't like it we reacted badly 
And uh, we also kind of forgot that idea that, you know, we're so early and we're so new to this that, you know, $100 into Ethereum early would have been, you know, decent money and all that. So, but we miss some, we win some, you know, I mean, you can't. And uh, yeah, and to go back to your other point, it was crazy early then. Uh, one of the one of the fun things about the name of this, people are always like, oh, why is it crypto? And, you know, you're such a maximalist. And then Tone was a, you know, king of maximalists or whatever. And uh, at the time, there was the World Bitcoin Network. And James D'Angelo, who did the Bitcoin Blackboard series, these Bitcoin chalkboard videos, you should go back and watch. He's a professor. He's really good. Um, he had the World Bitcoin Network. So we're like, well, you know, we can't do that. That's out. And then this was kind of a close one. And my brother and I were both watching uh, Anchorman 2, uh, which I admit the second half's not very good. Um, but in the first half, they kind of found CNN, which is like 24-7 news. And they also kind of found Fox News, which is like opinion-based 24-7 news. And, and those kind of ideas and just the kind of DIY nature of, of those guys kind of creating a CNN, even though it was a joke movie, you know, of creating a CNN by themselves, I was like, we could do that. We need that. We need, you know, Bitcoin. And, and what it was at that time, like you're saying, that being no one in the, in the business at all, uh, there was Let's Talk Bitcoin, and they did an audio podcast, and I like them. I like Adam Levine. They're good guys. Um, but they're a lot more like NPR. They're a lot more like radio. You know, you listen, you kind of sit back, you know, you sip your coffee. You're like, you know, you're listening to Let's Talk Bitcoin. And I was like, Bitcoin's way more fun than this. You know, Bitcoin's exciting. It's fun. I mean, NPR is cool. Like, it's good for the people that like it. But I want, you know, YouTube and fun. Uh, so I made the Mad Bitcoin show. And uh, some people might not even identify me or, or match me with the Mad Bitcoins guy if I don't do the voice or put the costume on. But uh, yeah, no, I thought it'd be super fun. I thought Bitcoin's the greatest thing. Sure, I, I knew about it before. I didn't buy it early. Like everybody else, you know, you come to it and you're like, ah, that looks good. But you know, Liberty Dollar got this and E-Gold got this and the feds will do that. And I just, you know, the things have to prove themselves on the internet. Uh, we'd seen digital currencies before, you know, and, uh, but three years in, I looked at that Cyprus thing and I was like, okay, uh, there's a reason for Bitcoin. People get it. It's right here. It went to $300. It's, you know, sure, I'm stupid. I could have got it at a penny or whatever. It's, it's ridiculous. But uh, no, I was like, I'm, I'm all in. I want to help this thing. I want to push it forward. I'm, you know, I program a little PHP, MySQL kind of DOS stuff, not really programming, but how can I help the Bitcoin? I was like, well, I can talk about it. I can try to, you know, communicate, have some fun with it. Uh, so we did the uh, mad Bitcoins for a while and that was going good. And I did a couple of interviews and things and I started the Bitcoin group and the Bitcoin group actually had its own channel at that time. It was just Bitcoin group. And, uh, it's actually really successful. We probably should have stuck with that. But uh, I decided to open it up and to move the Bitcoin group onto the World Crypto Network. And then from there, we were going to get other people to do shows. The main idea was that I talked a lot bit about Bitcoin. As like people have heard it from you, like the, the people I'm going to reach, you know, the Star Trek people, the nerdy people, whatever, I've reached them, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're there. They're with me now. Um, but how are we going to reach all these other people? How are we going to reach girls? How are we going to reach people from different groups or people from different countries or whatever? And I was like, we need a, a like a broader, less about me platform. Uh, so we made the World Crypto Network and uh, we opened it up. I think the first um, first week or so we had about um, we had about six or seven people that were signed on to do a daily show. And I think two or three uh, lasted two or three weeks. <laughs> Some of them didn't even get the first episode off. Uh, and then they disappeared into the woodwork. 
And some of them did a lot of episodes. Christoph Atlas did Dark News, uh, a lot of those, and they're really fun. Um, what's neat about Christoph's show, if you go back, uh, he's giving you the prices and he did a little unique spin on the prices. He'd like, you know, Bitcoin, uh, gold, dollars. And then he'd be like, well, what's the price of a, a magazine for my gun? <laughs> you're like, what's the price of this? And it was like all these kind of military things mixed in uh, with the normal prices. And it's just, a, it's a kick. It's a kick to go back and watch. He had a good idea there. I also like this guy from, uh, it's hilarious. He's from, I want to say like Indonesia, um, but he did this show called This Week in Cryptos and it's a puppet. Mm. He, he animated it. He like, and it, I think the puppet's kind of a little mad Bitcoins, uh, you know, related. And, and he'd be like, this week in crypto. And I love that show. And I, I couldn't get anyone to watch it. I mean, he would do it every week. He did like 20 or 30 of them. It was great. And the guy did all the effects and all the computer graphics that he was a kid. That's what he was into. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people have just come along and that we've been able to uh, give them this platform because it, we didn't, sure, you know, there was nothing, but also it was really hard to get, you know, 10 views on your YouTube video about Bitcoin. And if you came to us, you know, at least we'd get you a hundred views. I mean, it's not, not that great or nothing, but you know, you get a couple comments, maybe someone actually watched the thing you made. And uh, so over the years, we were able to invite in a lot of people uh, for a while. Corey was running the podcast uh, very open. A lot of people would like join the podcast and we would rebroadcast uh, their podcasts. And uh, it's just, it's been crazy. All the people coming in and out too. There's somewhere there's a, uh, spreadsheet I made of the Bitcoin group with little check boxes about when people are on and you can see it like move. There's like a, a first class. There's like a second class. There's a third class. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really wild and it's been fun. You know, I wish that we could have all these people all the time forever, um, but it's been fun kind of having them shift in and out. And, you know, Christoph went on to work at um, I think blockchain.info he did really well. Chris Ellis worked at Bittrex for a while, I think it was, or one of the big Bitfinex, sorry, one of the big exchanges over there. You know, obviously, Tone and Jimmy do seminars and conferences. You know, so people are getting out there you know, after World Crypto Network. So. Yeah, well, it, it, you, you did introduce a lot of new faces. And then there were those freak faces that only appeared like once or twice and no one has, ever knows who they are. It, it takes some conviction to keep on coming on the show and stuff. I mean... It takes conviction to do a show every week, which you, which you did. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's a lot of people say, oh, it's so easy to do these shows. It, yeah, well, you have to actually do them, people. It takes, it takes time. Now, when we're talking about, we're talking about how you introduced people to the world, but there have been some people who are already kind of well known that were sort of associated with the show. So let's talk about behind the scenes real quick. Uh, there was, first of all, you guys had a sponsor, a, uh, was it purse? Was it like you make a, or you make a purchase and you get some money back or something like that? What, what? And, and Roger had something to do with it, right? Well, we did have a, a sponsor for a while. Uh, well, first, you know, Bitcoin went uh, from like 300 to a thousand and it was really neat. And, and then it went back to 300, right? So I, I got on the air as mad Bitcoins and I was like, okay, everybody, uh, if you have jobs, keep your job. If you don't have a job, uh, now's time to get a job. So uh, I took my own advice. You know, I didn't want to sell whatever I had left a very small amount, you know, and because uh, that's the thing everyone else is like, oh, I would just hold this forever. And it's like, no, no, you're broke and you're not broke and you got to sell and it's not, you know, you can't just, oh, I just hold. No, no, we got to live a life. So um, part of that life, uh, I had a couple of connections now. I went to uh, 
actually it's a video uh there's a mad bitcoins uh bitcoin bowling video in uh in san francisco and BitPay was there and kraken was there and coinbase was there you can see charlie lee in who invented litecoin uh, bowling you know in our video so i met a couple guys at btc jam uh which was a startup at the time that was doing bitcoin loans and uh, i got really lucky i convinced them to let me do some marketing for them and i moved to san francisco and Unfortunately, I wasn't at Jam very long. <laughs> it happened fast in the startup world. Uh, but then again, Jam wasn't around uh, very long. Uh, giving out loans on the internet leads you to a lot of potential fraud. A lot of people with fake IDs and kind of things were taking the loans. Um, everybody there tried really hard to do the best we could for Bitcoin loans. I know a lot of a lot of people would come up to me and tell me, yeah, I lost a lot of money at your website. And I'd be like, I feel bad. You know, it's before me. We try to do better now. But even when I was there, it was a mess. We did the best we could. So Jam Jam went away. And then I was still in San Francisco uh, looking for another job, trying to pay the incredible uh, rent that I'd signed up for. And um, I got really lucky. I got a job at Purse, at Purse.io. And they were doing Bitcoin discounts for Amazon. And uh, like a lot of the early Bitcoin companies, Roger Veer had certainly invested. I got to meet Roger one time at the Purse office, uh, which was an upgrade from the first time I met him in Miami. Um, this is a real William Gibson story. Uh, I met Roger on a wheelie boy on one of those little telepresence um, devices, like an iPad on a stick with little uh, remote control wheels on it. And because uh, Roger couldn't come to the country at that time, if you can believe and uh, so, yeah, no, later I got to meet him at the purse offices and uh, we did the discounts. And one of the deals I worked out with purse and I don't know, it could have been my undoing. I don't know, but I worked out a deal where I still got to do the Bitcoin group uh, Fridays at one o'clock or whatever, um, even though I was in the office. And part of that deal was that I would do a, an advertisement for purse. And I thought it was a good deal. And I, I respect them and I respect the ads and everything. Um, but yeah, for a little while. Uh, because I was working at the startup, which again, I did other things uh, for them, most certainly uh, boring Google ad things and, you know, automating things and trying to set up uh, little conferences and sponsorships and just anything we could do to, to get people to shop at person to try it out. And uh, that was really fun. Uh, we got to do that. I'm surprised you didn't ask about the very early sponsor we had in like the first five episodes of Mad Bitcoins or something. There's these guys called uh, Alpha Lion Technologies. And uh, they're good guys. I met Mark uh, through them. And Mark used to do uh, sound and all kinds of stuff. He did, um, he did sound on the very first episode of South Park. Uh, Cartman gets an anal probe, uh, the one that they cut up uh, with real pictures. And, and then the guy was like, Trey was like, I don't know if this is going to get picked up, man. <laughs> so, so Mark went and got another job. And then, of course, South got picked up forever. Um, but uh, no, he was a great guy and they were great guys. What they wanted to do was uh, white label altcoins. They basically had the idea for ICOs back in like 2013. And uh, what was great about them is they went to their lawyers and they paid these lawyers tons of money. And you know what the lawyers said? They said, don't do it. They took all, the, they took all their fancy money. And they said, don't do it. And so these guys being law abiding fellows, they didn't do it. And the entire ICO boom happened with and without them. And they, they just, all they got for it is a couple ads on the old mad Bitcoins. But uh, yeah, the best part about the Alpha Lion Technologies thing is on one of the Bitcoin groups, we got Andreas to roar. I was like, I was like you have to do a roar. It's because I'm, I'm writing the scripts for these things. So you know, I write goofy little fun ads and I'm like, okay, Alpha Lion, roar, roar, roar. That was fun. And, and again, people, 
can burn us down for what they want, but you know, we made a hundred dollars or something. Well, the, the reason I really asked about uh, purse and the, the advertisements is because it was around this, that same time. Uh, it was 2016, 2017 when the uh, block size debate started happening. And bef before that Roger was loved by everyone. And you would say quite often, you know, Roger is a friend of the show. That was a, that was a famous line of yours. Roger is a friend of the show. And then slowly but surely, Roger started becoming a villain. And you were still saying Roger is a friend of the show. And you had tone on the show and he was being nice at first, but like things gradually started to change. Do you think you hung on to Roger for too long? Do you, do you, when you look back on it now, if you watch some of those shows, do you think you'll cringe a little bit if you look at the date and say, oh my God, I was saying he's a friend of the show still at that time? Because I, as I remember at, on my show, I would even comment, I'm like, they're saying over there that he's a friend of the show. He's no friend of my show. <laughs> because it, it was becoming kind of obvious what was going, that something really whack was about to happen. So I've always wondered. So. Sure, well, I think, a lot of it, I, I remember exactly what we were talking about. And I remember at first, you know, we were saying it, you know, for, for, for legitimate, Roger did a lot of great things for Bitcoin. He was the Bitcoin Jesus. He spread the word uh, early companies like Purse he invested in. Uh, if he didn't invest in Purse, I wouldn't have got a job there. I wouldn't have gotten hung out in San Francisco for a couple of years. Like, he helped a lot of people, you know, whether he wanted to or not. He mainly wanted to make money, I think. Um, but yeah, I remember that time. And, and we would say it was kind of like uh, Ricky Bobby where he's like, you know, I don't mean any offense. And then we would go after him. Yeah. And, and it, it would got, it would slow and more and more. It was less and less, I don't mean any offense. And more and more of the, sadly, going after him because he just kept taking more and more untenable positions and it started to drift downward. And there's the famous uh, John Carvalho interview where Roger gives him the finger. And then there's uh, the big, big cash will like save babies somehow. And Bitcoin is killing babies. Like he went rhetorically, as low as you can go. I mean, almost, I don't even want to mention, you know, Godwin's law or world war two or whatever, but he went, you know, as close as you can towards the, the hot wires of the internet um, to, to try to win that B cash thing. And, and I don't think he won anything. I think he lost. And it's, it's crazy because he had all the money and all the power. He bought Bitcoin.com. He had the whole engine of people running there, all the, all the kind of things we always wish we had with like people working on our project they had at bitcoin.com and at some of these other projects and uh, they still didn't win. Uh, once again, we are the American revolutionaries. They are the Hessians, the higher German troops. Uh, they just work for the British. You know, they took Christmas Eve off. The Americans uh, went over a freezing river and took them hostage. I mean, we attacked. Uh, that was the Bitcoiners. That was the, the UASF. That was all the things we did and, and we're doing. Um, and, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's good that you, you're talking about the SegWit stuff now, because I wanted to bring that up. That was a huge high point in the history of this show. I mean, a lot of people can't, or to World Crypto Network, a lot of people were just following the saga of SegWit through World Crypto Network and almost like joining the team of World Crypto Network to win the SegWit battle, which was, of course, against the big blockers who were represented by who we were just talking about. So there were some epic shows leading up to SegWit, definitely. There were some ep epic times. And this was like the, this, the online YouTube capital of SegWit was World Crypto Network. Well, I, I remember at the time that it felt like we were going to go over Niagara Falls. We were going to go over a cliff. 
And I was like, okay, hold on, everyone stop. Like, why are we going over this cliff? And I'm, I'm not important. I'm not a big deal or whatever, but I got a little Rolodex, right? I got a couple of people on Twitter. I can direct message. Maybe I can get them on the show, right? So what I started to do, and it's, it's pretty funny. I had to actually move it to Mad Bitcoin's channel uh, because at the time, uh, Chris Ellis had like jumped into one of my interviews and it, it wasn't helpful, like having someone jump in the middle of an interview. So I, I didn't want that to happen, even though I, I know he would want to. I know people, they'd be like, oh my God, he's got Roger on there. He's not saying this, this, and this. But I, I didn't want that. I wanted the direct one-on-one -on -one interview. So one of the first interviews that I did on Mad Bitcoin's um, kind of like scaling emergency show um, is I, I got Roger. Uh, and I, I had a you know little relationship with him. I'm, I'm polite to him and stuff. And basically on that show, I wanted Roger to lay out his vision of the thing, his version of the truth. And I, I just, I asked him questions. I let him unfold it. And people were critical of me because I didn't attack Roger, but I just wanted his side. Then the next night uh, we got like Peter Todd on there and Peter Todd just destroys everything that Roger said. And the next night we got like Jimmy on there and Jimmy just destroys everything that Roger said. And then we get, uh, I think my friend Rhett Creighton, uh, kind of an altcoin developer now. So people are up and down on old Rhett, but um, Rhett was on there and we got Jameson Lop and uh, Rhett and Jameson had kind of a polite debate about, you know, SegWit versus big blocks and these kind of things. And I think Jameson kind of wiped the floor with Rhett, right? So this keeps adding up that the SegWit really seems to be the way to go and that these other guys don't seem to get it with the big blocks. And then uh, one of the big things I did was I edited my Twitter handle uh, to include, uh, you know, hashtag SegWit, and then later on, I think it was hashtag no 2x. And I'd never done that before. And I don't really like doing it. And I don't want to do it now. And there's the whole hodl knot thing where everyone changed their name to hodl knot. And that was fun and stuff. But it got really confusing to read Twitter. And, um, and the same thing now, like everyone's adding little emojis and stuff into their names. And I guess you can do that if you want. But I, I like having the name just be the name unless it's really important. And I thought that was really important. That was worth changing my name. And then the no 2x that came later, and we can talk about that more, uh, was really important. But yeah, I just felt like we're going over a cliff. And uh, I know I couldn't change it. I couldn't stop it. There's lots of money and other forces. There's reasons why they had to try to do what they tried to do. Like if they had won, they would be huge winners. Like they, especially Bcash and Jihan, uh, the, the moves that they made at Bitmain, they would have owned that thing, right? That would have been their Bitcoin. That's an incredible thing to win. Like that was worth sacrificing their company and fighting for, and, and they did. And on the same side, the users, it was worth fighting for for us that we thought it was worth fighting for. Uh, so we did. And then, yeah, it did, it did seem to spiral out from there pretty soon. Uh, we did that kind of like eight hour, the big SegWit uh, activation show. We did like the Bcash launch show. It's pretty funny. One of the most popular shows, probably the most popular show uh, ever on World Crypto Network, uh, was the SegWit activation show. And, and it's funny with some of these long shows, uh, it's not me that starts them. Uh, that was, a, I think Tone started it because he was on the East Coast time. Uh, so he was a couple hours ahead of me. And um, they, they thought it was a big deal. I mean, I know the SegWit one, like Vortex thought it was a big deal. Like I was out reading a book in like a mall in San Francisco. And I get this call from Vortex because we never know what time these block things are going to go off. So it's really hard to schedule uh, in your, your normal life. And I was like, I'm sick of waiting for this thing. I want to go, you know, read a book, sit in the, in the mall. As I get this call, Vortex, he's like, yeah, you got to do the show. You got to do it. You know, we need you. So I get on the little scooter in San Francisco. I did these rented scooters called scoots. They're little electric scooters. 
and I zip, zip, zip. And I knew the city pretty well by then. So I like took the tunnel and made it home from the mall in like, you know, 12 minutes, like, and uh, yeah, go up, we do the show and uh, it just turned out so good. So yeah, these really, these long shows uh, we've been really fortunate with. And a lot of those are um, like, you know, Tone and Jimmy will be talking. And I'll be in the background inviting everyone I know on Twitter, like, please join the show, please join. And, you know, Charlie Shem hasn't, I don't know him very well or anything, but, you know, every once in a while he gets a message from me, please join the show. And, and I hope that he'll see it and he'll join it. And that's, um, I don't want to say anything bad about people, but that's why I'm so disappointed in Andreas's decision to unfollow everyone. Uh, I know he sure has his own reasons for doing things, but it kind of cuts off a lot of these people who might want to send him that DM. And I don't know if he'd see the DM and I know he has thousands of messages and stuff now, but uh, it kind of cuts off people's ability to communicate with other people. And that's one of the things uh, that I like so much about the internet that I like so much about Twitter that just uh, me, you know, an idiot with a hat and goggles and a green screen and, you know, trying to be fun um, can get a bunch of people on Twitter who then have a conversation with me and talk about other things and talk seriously about Bitcoin or talk seriously about Star Trek or, or, you know, as it is these days, we talk about politics and it doesn't work out, but, uh, you know, it's fun to have these conversations and that's what I'm here for on the internet. I'm not here to have a one-way conversation where you can't communicate back to me. And that's uh, what was fun about the segue things. And also in these long shows, um, we can usually let the audience come on as well. And I know we're going to do this again for the Havening show. Uh, we had a Havening show in 2016 and we're going to have another one in just a couple weeks here. And um, we should let everybody come on and, you know, people can give a little, like a, like a wedding message. You can be like, you know, hey, seg or hey, uh, 2020 happening. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, honeymoon's gonna be great, you know, or you could just maybe tell a story about how you found Bitcoin or what you think about it or what you think about the happening. But yeah, we'll just have a little spot where people can do little short ones. And I think that'd be great to get the audience on as well. So. Yeah, the, the internet would just be TV if you couldn't interact with it. I mean, that's the, that's the whole point of uh, YouTube. Now you, you brought up someone very interesting that you debuted that a lot of people don't like, uh, Rhett. Now, Rhett is a freaking genius and whatever. We're not going to get into this whole thing. He, he did what he did. I, I still, he's still a genius. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. But someone else you brought on uh, that has quite a reputation. And I need to know the story behind this. I do not know how he found you, if it was part of his master plan that he used you, probably. Richard Hart, how did, how did that come about? He, Richard Hart, for everyone who's watching this, he was on Thomas's show with, with all the guys, with uh, the, the, the Bitcoin group, just like, over, and at first it was quite impressive. It was quite impressive at first, but, so how did well, I mean, that come I, about? I would like to talk about Rhett more, but I would like to talk about Richard Hart too. So let's see, how did it happen? I, I don't know what, I don't know how it initiated. I know that somehow, I think he started talking about Bitcoin. I think he started doing Bitcoin videos on his YouTube channel and he had like a top hat and you know, he's got the great background with the candelabras and the crystal case and just, you know, guy's a luxury man. He's into the luxury things. I, for all we know, it's in a basement in Detroit. He lives with his mom. I don't, we, we no idea. The internet's fantastic that way. I mean, I, the other option is, yeah, he's in like Thailand or something and there's beautiful women and it's like a, it's like a James Bond movie. But um, so we get his YouTube and he's talking about Bitcoin. He's saying how good it is. And I go back and I watch his old YouTube videos and he's got some really good videos on there. And uh, what he talks about is he talks about how um, he was kind of addicted to video games. He was kind of addicted to gambling uh, and that he turned his life around, that he realized that like getting up every day and playing video games was pointless. Yes, he had had business success. 
uh, later on, we learn the business success might be a little uh, questionable. <laughs> he might be the spam king. Uh, but he also, the way he tells it in, in his videos and such is that he's a hustler. Uh, he started out um, working in a shop. He figured out he could install car radios. He figured out he can sell car radios for cheaper than other people. But, 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 but. He's one of these little businessmen guys that just, you know, kind of hustles. And maybe he hustled spam for a while. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, but we get these videos and he seems really smart and he's really together and he's quick, right? He's a good debater. He's a good, like, you can talk about like, oh, you didn't plan on talking about this. He's ready. He's ready for that issue. So uh, somehow he, he gets in the crew. We do some interviews with him. We think he'd be a good guest on the Bitcoin group. He's on a couple of Bitcoin groups uh, arguing back and forth with people. Uh, but then, you know, just like a lot of people, he kind of goes off, does his own thing. Uh, starts his own, uh, you know, keeps going on his channel. Obviously, he had his own channel to begin with, for sure. And um, yeah, he does that really neat thing. I think it's because of Open Broadcaster, um, but he puts the the guest or whoever he's interviewing with in a little box, and he's in a giant, beautiful screen, and they're in a little box, and it's just psychologically empowering. You know, he's he's very clever. Uh, one of the other smart things I saw him do once. Uh, just shout out to anyone else. We can learn. We can learn from anyone, right? I mean, it doesn't matter what they do. So. Uh, but he had Roger on there and he had a big interview with Roger and they did an hour and they talked about everything. And then, you know, Roger got tired and, you know, the interview, you know, ended and petered out and Richard Hart still had like, you know, a couple hundred people watching him. So he just starts doing another show. He just did another 30 minutes on hex and how great it was and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that's so clever. Like, and also the energy that he has the energy to do that. I'm tired after I do an hour show or a couple hours, you know, but, um, uh, so yeah, he's just another one of those strange characters and we wanted to do more shows with him. I wanted to do kind of a like, try to solve the world's problems because he was a really good thinker and a debater. And I liked, you know, I like talking to smart people about big problems and just see if we can stimulate something. But yeah, obviously now he's gone on, he's done this weird hex thing. It's like a deposit. Uh, I guess it's up in value now, but they say the only one who can sell it now is Richard Hart. So it's up in value for him. Uh, I know it's it's one of those things you look at the outside. I don't understand it, but I know at the end of the day, he's going to do really well. So if you're, <laughs> if you're buying it or you're donating it or whatever, like, I guess you're helping out Richard, who I thought was already doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, he has, he has so many ups and downs, all these people. I remember he was crying over the Bitcoin price yeah. and he was really mad that it was down and maybe he was on the wrong side of a trade there. And I imagine if, if he's, you know, if he's balling, he's doing balling trades and if he screws up a ball in trade, I'd be mad too, you know, hundreds of thousands, who knows what he, what he lost or what he invested, but uh, I'm sure he's doing fine now, but yeah, he's, he's a character. He's quite a character that Richard Hart, huh? Well, that let's, so we're talking about characters and altcoins there. Let's, let's talk about a character and a legendary show. This, I'm going to combine two things here. Theo, Theo hasn't been on too much lately. He was a regular back in the day. Uh, one show he was very drunk and it, it was it was so clear it was one of the uh it was not the best show in the history of the uh of the the bitcoin group to, to say the least he, he was really drunk uh but what and we don't have to talk about that specific show maybe you can give a little insider information about that one if he was banned after that i don't know what happened but he was he was kind of like andy kaufman in a way not andy hoffman but andy kaufman the way he would talk about these rare Pepe coins that he made up, okay? Now, rare Pepe, that, it wasn't built on Ethereum. It was built on, what was that thing called? Uh, it was like Ethereum back in the day. It was, you could make your- Master coin? Hmm? Master coin? 
Uh, yeah, it was a, it started with a C or something. W whatever it was, you could make your own coins on this platform, okay? And so Theo, who doesn't show much emotion or whatever, he, he decided to make this fake coin. Uh, and he really just kept playing it up on your show. He would talk about rare Pepe coins, rare Pepe coin, rare this, that, and the other. And it, it was like an Andy Kaufman sketch. It, would, it, it, it kept on going and going. So I thought that was really funny. Uh, and, and then it actually got listed on coin market. I, I, it, it had real value. It was crazy. But still, he hated altcoins. I mean, his whole thing was to make a parody of altcoins because he despised them so much. But then people put value into it. So those, the, Theo was an, a really interesting character, very, very deep with the Andy Kaufman type of stuff. But then when he got drunk, that, that was not deep at all. I don't know what the heck happened there. So maybe you have some insight on the. He's a he's an interesting dude, interesting guy. Well, let's let's see. So first of all, um, I'm I'm arguing with Theo on Twitter about politics, uh, but that doesn't matter to me at all. I like Theo. I don't care if he has different politics than me. Uh, that's fine. Um, I've hung out with Theo, you know, a couple of times in person. I think we'll be all right. Um, but yeah, Theo came along back in the early days. Uh, one of the funniest things about the first appearances of Theo is that he was on a Linux laptop or something, and he couldn't figure out how to uh, invert his camera. So he was always upside down Theo uh, for a while there. And he was crypto potato and something like that. And it's really funny to me now because there's like a, there's a, a Bitcoin news website called crypto potato. Yes. And yes. cracks me up because Theo went away from that name because I don't think it's very flattering. It's kind of like he's a bald guy. He looks like a potato. I don't think that's, yeah. that's not cool. Um, but yeah, he's more like a Theo G with two or three underscores now. Uh, underscores are bad. Um, but yeah, Theo came along and was doing shows, was hanging out on the Bitcoin groups. Uh, there was a while there actually where Theo carried the network. Uh, so we have to make it very important. While I was at BTC Jam, uh, I could not make videos. I was focused full time on trying to do a good job at Jam. And, um, and Theo picked it up and Theo was doing transmission and he was doing a weekly show. He was doing a couple shows and that's, that's all we had uh, for a long time. So Theo's very important. Um, yeah, the, the drunk show. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm always scheduling things last minute. I'm not good at scheduling things. One of the hardest things about doing, you know, 200 episodes of the Bitcoin group is you have to do 200 emails. Uh, do you want to be on the Bitcoin group on Friday? You have to do those like yeah. every week. And if you forget, like I often do, and you don't get it done until Wednesday, and then pretty soon it's Thursday and you haven't written it. So there's often like a lot of last minute uh, planning that goes into the Bitcoin group, even though I think it looks really good uh, on TV. Like we all come together and it looks like we organized and we planned and everything, but some weeks are, are better than other weeks. And uh, one of those weeks, I think, um, I think Theo was walking home from the bar and uh, he'd had a few too many at the bar and he didn't quite realize. And then he got them on there. And it's one of those things with the internet where everyone's volunteering. Um, Theo's, you know, volunteering. He's doing these shows. I don't want to be rude to Theo. I don't want to be like blocking him or muting him. Uh, so I erred on uh, kind of the wrong side there. It's one of those like lessons that you learn in broadcasting uh, where you're like, well, you know, I let it go, right? And that, you know, that was one way, that was one choice. Like it was like not making a choice, not touching it, uh, which goes back a little to Segwit. Uh, Switzerland over there, Mr. Antonopoulos never took a side on Segwit, never took a side on No2x. And I don't think it's helpful or useful. I think that if you have some kind of power and I'm not saying I'm a big deal and obviously he's Andreas or whatever, but if you have something, I think you should use it. I think that if you get to the end of the war and you're like, I had a big hammer and I never used it, uh, that's a loss. 
like, and that's a win for the other side. So I think you do have to take sides on things. Uh, but no, I, I love Theo. He's best. He's great. Uh, we've had some other uh, drunk shows <laughs> through the years. I can't help but not mention my friend, uh, Dan, the crypto raptor. We had a great moment in, um, we were in, uh, I want to say Manchester at CoinFest just last year. And uh, somehow Dan was lit up even before dinner. Somebody had given him something. He had had way too much of something and he was lit up before dinner. And uh, he wanted to be on the Bitcoin group. And since I'd had the experience with Theo, I had the, the knowledge and the willingness. I was like, sorry, Dan, you know, we love you. You're great. But you know, this isn't your night. You're not going to come on, you know, especially it's a live show in front of the audience here at the coin fest. Um, so Dan like crashed out on like three chairs, like I slept through the whole show, <laughs> no problems at all. And the uh, show went offline. So that was another funny junk story. The other funniest, and I don't know if there's a little bit of a chat. They looked like they were kind of being negative. So I, I muted them, turned them down. But um, I don't know if anyone in the chat remembers this, but there was a very strange show that we did once where uh, we were kind of experimenting with liquor and with the idea of like, you know, oh, we're great at doing YouTube. What, what if we got drunk and did YouTube? Oh, we'd be amazing. And uh, we did a show with Chris Ellis and coin artist uh, who actually does a lot of uh, Ethereum type uh, puzzle games and stuff now. So she's cool. And uh, yeah. And um, yeah, we, we were, we were just, we were, we were lit. And I, I remember I, I don't, I don't regret it. I don't care. I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, but no, I said something mean about the military, about it perhaps being a death cult and her husband was in it and it was not a nice thing to say. And there was a lot, like we just had a lot of other goofy drunk person things. And I don't think it was that bad or anything. We're not, you know, admitting horrible secrets or anything. I'll talk about anything I said, but now nah, we took that one down. That one doesn't exist. So yeah, there's been some things. And I think in general, if, if anyone's at home, yeah, it's better not to drink uh, before you go on YouTube. We've had, I don't want to name them, but other other people have drank a few beers during the show and they start off as really good panelists and they're not good panelists by the end of the show. But everyone has to make their own choices with this kind of thing. And and I don't want to signal out Dan or Theo because, you know, I've, I've drank too and all these things. But uh, no, it was fun. And I, I love Theo and we have a great time together. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, that. That is that one still up there? Uh, the 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 legendary Theo drunk one. I think the Bitcoin group one probably is because I don't know what to do because it's a Bitcoin group and I I don't want. I think there's maybe one gap where I did the wrong number, um, but the other ones are all numerically you know together and I want to keep that. So yeah, it's somehow somewhere it's out there. You can hear old Theo <laughs> being Theo. So, but it's okay. He's doing great. He's a another one where um, Theo and also uh, Ksenia. Uh, we're doing, you know, occasional shows and helping out with the network. And then um, I hear that they've both got jobs with uh, something called, I think it was proof of work media. And uh, I, again, they, maybe they promote altcoins. I don't know. People got to work, um, but they write papers and they make ads and they do, you know, real work uh, for these altcoins and whatever else comes along. So uh, I'm excited that people can, you know, be on the world crypto network and later get a job in Bitcoin or in crypto or whatever you want to do, um, you know, it's good. Well, uh, I'm going to have to eat my dinner uh, pretty soon, but we've talked about the past. So let's, let's talk about the future here. Let's, let's conclude on a positive for, I mean, I, you're hyped for the having, no doubt about it. How long do you think you can keep the uh, world crypto network going? Do you, do you see it? Do you have a, an end date in mind, like 2024 having, or 
next time it hits an all-time high, I'm retiring. I mean, what, 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 are, are you looking for more people? I mean, you're you're pretty laid back about letting anyone on the, you know, hey, you want to do a show, do a show type of thing. So what's the future? Well, it's, it's tough. I mean, I definitely, like everyone else, I, I go through energy periods where I have like lots of energy or I have little energy. So I just kind of got out of like a lot of energy period where I tried to do uh, the Thomas Hunt show. So I tried to kind of shift it up a little people. I, I changed the graphic. I changed the name of the show, all the things. And, you know, we got into politics and we got into the virus and all this kind of stuff. And people went their own ways and left and right. And they hated it. They don't like it or whatever. But some people really liked it. We had a good community. We were hanging out. We were chatting about things. Uh, but, you know, you're doing a two-hour radio show every day, uh, not getting paid, not sure where your next money's coming from. It drags on you a little bit. Plus, uh, the whole quarantine thing uh, you're not just working from home you're working from home during a pandemic so it's like part of it is like you really can't do the kind of work you'd really normally do but um so i did that for a while then recently i started uh reading some articles out, out loud and trying to do more like a straight news uh, get a straight news bitcoin thing going and uh, i like that i think those look good um but i got tired of it and i got tired of waking up every morning i mean once you've done like thousands of daily shows like it kind of drags on you. It's not as easy to just do another thousand daily shows. So uh, I don't know what the future of the World Crypto Network is. We've got uh, some good contributors right now. Ben from Wales uh, has been doing some great lightning stuff. Uh, LNURL, they've built like a, like a point of sale system you could run on your phone and a bunch of little uh, ways to like plug, make plugins for the lightning network, stuff like that. It's really cool. Uh, Dan Eve. The Crypto Raptor has been hanging out with me, co-hosting on some shows and uh, making his own music and stuff. So we got him around. Josh, uh, Josh Scagallo from Voltoro is still with us making some shows. Uh, he's very busy at Voltoro, though. So, um, yeah, we just try to do that. We're always looking for new people, uh, people that are self-motivated, that want to talk about Bitcoin. Uh, for a while there, um, it seems like it, it's like a, a hurricane that passed us over, you know. But uh, we had... Um, an incredible contribution from Max Hillebrand, uh, where he just kind of went, he just went full bore. It was a, another thing. Um, he was a caller on the, the Bitcoin talk show, call-in show, and he was really erudite and he was a, 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 a an economics major or whatever, econ economics, <laughs> but yeah, he was an economics major. He knew all about uh, Mises and all these kind of uh, libertarian and all these uh, economics issues. So he was great. And so we brought him on as a co-host. He was a good co-host, seemed like a trustworthy guy. So we gave him access to the network and boy, did Max go for it. He made all these help videos and all these OPSEC videos. And all the time we're kind of telling him, we're like, Max, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to burn yourself out. You should slow down. And then I, I don't know what happened. And, you know, the internet's like this, but I, I wish him the best. I hope he's good and everything. Uh, but I think he just went off and he works for Wasabi Wallet now and he's learning to program and uh, for all I know, he's just as heavily into programming and wasabi as he was into making uh, World Crypto Network videos. But we'd welcome him back anytime. And uh, he was great. But yeah, if anyone wants to come along and, and be like the next Max, <laughs> we've got a yeah, spot for you. You know, it's, it's interesting. Max is like a second generation dude. He, is not, he, he came after all of us, which is, which is great. I mean, you're still, you're still debuting awesome dudes. I think that's... Uh, we can, we can conclude with that. He was part yeah, of second yeah, generation. So may there be many, many more generations and people. This is the originator right here, Thomas. So, uh, well, thanks for having me on your show today, man. 
Thanks so much, Adam. Thanks for doing it. And uh, yeah, just make sure you like the video down below, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Uh, check us out on Twitter. You can follow Adam at TechBalt on Twitter. Uh, it's in all the links and all the things that I put out too. And uh, yeah, we're going to be back in uh, just a couple weeks for the Bitcoin halvening party. I hope, Adam, I hope you'll join us. Uh, do a little cameo, a little pop on or something, or just hang out for a few hours, you know? So, well, since we're in the same time zone, yeah, I got it. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to be awake, uh, then I, I, then I got to be awake. I got to, uh, yeah, remind me, remind me. And by the yeah, way, pound yeah. that like button, people. Pound that like yeah, button. Yeah, and, and bring some friends and uh, tell other people. And even during the show, if you guys want to start inviting people or whatever, tell us about who you'd like to see. We'll invite anyone. I can't guarantee they'll come. Um, but, you know, for me, it's, it's just as good a show if the audience shows up. Uh, but it's also fun to have some like famous people or whatever. So people get excited about sharing the link and stuff. But uh, now we're going to do the happening show in just a couple of weeks. I'm still kind of taking some time off here. I did a mad Bitcoins episode a couple of days ago. That was fun. Uh, Zoom makes it really easy. It does the animated background for me. Um, that used to take a lot longer <laughs> to do uh, a lot more video editing. And uh, if you can't, if you haven't practiced at talking, you can't just rattle off a show. I, I'm pretty practiced at talking now, except for econo economics or whatever I'm saying these days. But uh, yeah, no, so we're having a good time here. Uh, do I wish I'd taken the retirement option that was offered to me during the 2017-18 run? A little bit. It would be a little nicer to be doing World Crypto Network as like a, a true side job rather than uh, like my main job that doesn't make money. <laughs> that's a little like uh, uncomfortable, um, you know, because everyone's got bills to pay. But other than that, uh, if the Bitcoin price starts rising, I'll be able to keep doing the show. It's kind of like I'll try to keep doing it no matter what, but I don't know what's going to happen if I have to get a real job or if the, the world ends or whatever. But uh, yeah, we're going to keep trying to do it. We like doing it. Um, we'll get some new people. We'll get some new audience. And uh, there's lots more. Uh, like you're saying, there's different generations of people on the show. There's also different generations of people that watch the show. And there's lots of new Bitcoiners who are going to need a place to go and they're going to need some chats or somebody that they can call and ask some questions. And uh, we hope that we can be there for them uh, like we were for the other generations of Bitcoiners. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good. That's it, dudes. All right. Well, that's about it for us. Until next time. Bye-bye.